Hello, welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. This is a Rioters review. My name is Stephen Hill. I am joined via FaceTime by Renfrey Deadman. Mm. Oh dear. Lucky, uh, lucky me. Just just gave me a sly lick of the lips there, which is very uncharacteristic for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this, Renfrey. Looking forward to doing it, getting it done, and then cooking myself a duck for dinner. Oh, lovely. What do you think about that? I think that sounds lovely. Is it going to be crispy duck? Oh, yeah. With pancakes? No, 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 no. No, I'm going to do dolphin wire potatoes. Right. And uh, and a sort of cranberry jus. <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't know why you think that's so fun. I fucking am. Wow. I'm a good cook. I'm that's a good impressive. cook. Hey. But listen, you don't, don't like cooking pancakes? Uh, you, it's not I don't like cooking pancakes. I'm just not going to cook pancakes with this. I'm going to cook a proper dinner. Them ricey pancakes, though, they're the win. Oh, yeah, they're very nice, yeah. I bet they're better it's for you as well. Yeah, probably, yeah. Food. Should we talk about music? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about music. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I did bring it up. It's my own fault. Um, this is the Writers Review, as I mentioned that you're listening to. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you are one of our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, presumably you are, because I'm not even sure if we're still giving these out for free. Um, but if we are, sure, fuck me, yeah. what year is it? Probably 2024 or something absurd I would have thought like that. so, yeah. yeah. It's a long bloody time in the future to when we record this in um, the f- on the 1st of May, 2020. Um, yeah, First thank you very much. What did I say? May? Yep. <laughs> I was wishing my life away. Um, yeah, so cheers for that. We appreciate your, your contribution. Um, if you getting this one and it's one of the things that you like to get for your two pound a month or one pound a month or whatever obviously that's really nice of you maybe you should consider upgrading to the five pound tier where you can get our classic albums of course you should you should definitely do that yeah um go go and have a look now have a look i'm not going to sell it to you now go and have a little look and see if you fancy doing that but anyway um this is what we do for everyone who's on the patreon page we take one of your suggestions and we chat about that album. Today, Michael Perry, we have picked your choice. Thank you very much, Michael, for your suggestion. Thank you very much for your contribution and your support. We are very much indebted to you for that. You have decided to choose Permanence by No Devotion, uh, a record which came out on the... Hold on, let me see the exact the, the exact date. The 25th of September, 2015, this record came out. It is their debut album. It is, so far, their only album. So, um, yes, let's talk about No Devotion. Um, they are essentially... If, if it feels like I'm sort of teetering on the brink of being like you're skirting the issue yeah you're skirting the issue i'm skirting the issue a little bit because you know (laughs) i don't want to go straight into boom oh (laughs) it's the the, the, what the guys from lost profits did after their career was basically shat on but it does seem the logical place to start to be fair but it kind of Mm. that's what it is unfortunately Mm. i mean the members of lost profits with jeff rickley from thursday on vocals that you know maybe we should start there because that as an idea i think is is a good idea i think lost profits were always you know the the musically were always great at writing really really big interesting you know glorious 
stadium new metal or stadium post emo anthems and they had some bangers they had some massive hit singles and jeff rickley is the front man of thursday one of the most uh, emotionally charged bands from the emo era a band that both of both you and i have a great deal of love for um Absolutely. so yeah why why wouldn't we be excited by the thought of those two things coming together and i think probably renfrey without from my you know you've sort of touched on it already from my perspective i guess the only reason why you don't get Im- immediately really excited by the idea of that is because they're coming together in quite um awkward not awkward but quite sad circumstances <clears throat> yeah i suppose it's fair to say that jeff rickley gave the ex-members of lost profits one tasty bone when he um agreed to front this project because there's an awful lot of vocalists who wouldn't have been brave enough to step up to the plate and wouldn't have wanted to have anything to do with the members of lost profits even though of course they're all totally innocent um and i think it shows a remarkable amount of empathy from jeff rickley to do that because i think it was you know it because this hadn't really been done before, as far as I'm aware, I mean, if there are any other situations where you can think of where uh, um, several band members have been wronged due to the actions of one person and then someone else has stepped up and gone, well, I'll do something with you guys under a different name. I can't think of many examples where that's happened, There's, if any at all. Um, the guys from As I Lay Dying, oh, well, this is after this as well, the guys from As I Lay Dying formed another band uh i can't remember what they're called now um but they formed the band after the whole as i lay dying thing happened but then as soon as he got out they went back to being as i lay dying with him so and that also happened after this as well i think didn't it it did happen after this yeah yeah so it's a hell of a thing for jeff rickley to do um and you know, and they went in a. I mean, the the prospect of Jeff Rickley fronting Lost Profits does sound very enticing, but then they went in a completely different direction with it. Um, Jeff Rickley teased quite early on, before anyone had heard any of this project, that there was a little bit of New Order in it, a bit of Joy Division, a bit of early U2 in it, which all sounded like directions that Lost Profits never really ventured into. Um, Thursday, maybe a little bit more, but even then, it was coated with a thick coat of sort of angular aggressive guitar aggressive yeah. riffs and agree yeah 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 um but you know a bit of new order a bit of joy division a bit of early u2 that's um a band perfectly suited to your taste is it not steve yeah absolutely <clears throat> absolutely it is and um i mean i remember going back to the kind of hearing about this happening for the first time i mean uh, it, the, the whole thing is sort of tied in with, again, I've said it before, you know, my, my time has been on Team Rock Radio. Now, I I think I have said before on, on this podcast, when the, um, the verdict of Ian Watkins' trial came through, I was live on Team Rock Radio that afternoon. And right. I had to basically go, oh, by the way, we've just had some news. This has just happened. You broke the news to the nation. I broke, well, I broke the news to the sort of 400 people that were listening to <laughs> Team Rock Radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
I but I did break that story and I was like, oh. And the more you learn about it, mm. it was weird because even it would have been two months before I remember having a conversation with somebody who works in the music industry who was like, I don't think what he's done, you know, I'm sure he's going to get out. He's going to have to do a little bit of time for what he's done. And we didn't really know exactly what it is that he had done. We just no. were aware that it was some sort of sexual Mr. Medina. Um, and um, when that dropped and that, ca you know, when it was like, no, no, he's going to plead guilty. So there's no trial. And you found out the reasons why that was. Um, that shit went from, you know, problematic and troubling and pretty nasty to, you know, absolutely horrifying mm. in from you know from naught to 600 in the blink of an eye mm -hmm. um and so i kind of you know i was hearing about all the sort of the ins and outs of this and then within a few months uh the guys that are in the band with 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 ian watkins are teasing this new project and i don't think it would be 50 50 but i think it was more like 60 40 in their favor to say that most people are like well good for them they're moving on great uh the kind of social media reaction to that song particularly when i was on that radio station but a lot of people did go they shouldn't be allowed to make music mm -hmm. you've associated with that person you shouldn't be allowed to, like you that's it now sorry as unfortunate as it might be for you whether you knew it or not like just get out of town, keep your head down, fuck off, don't do anything ever again. Which to my and I, money, and I think a lot of people did feel like that. To my money, that is showing a severe lack of empathy. For, oh, it, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, you know the the members of Lost Profits who haven't done anything wrong. Um, mm. Why they should be tainted? I mean, I mean, inevitably they are going. You say Lost Profits now, you don't think of Last Train Home unfortunately i don't anymore no. um you think of something far more awful um and unfortunately they will be tainted with that for the rest of their lives even though they didn't even know it was happening i mean uh, how you yeah. could not be um, uh, sympathetic to that at all I, I i don't know i think that's absolutely a, a really pretty ghastly position to take really but there you go mm. I, I agree. I did think, you know, there's, you know, that there's no one from that band that has even it's even been insinuated that there's any link between no. them and those crimes at all. Right. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but I've heard various rumors of members of the band hearing about exactly what had happened with their singer and going into their garage and smashing up their gold records. Um, right. I've I've heard a rumor that that's like you know that that is just a rumor that is hearsay. Um, mm. But I think that says something about if if that's true, that says a lot about their attitude towards how they feel they felt about what had just happened to their career. And so, if you're a musician, um, and you've been a musician for what would it have been like nearly fifteen years in that band? Um, and that's all been taken away from you. That's a terrible thing to have happen to you. 
but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't want to make music and probably uh you're going to want to make a completely different type of music mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons one because you probably listen to completely different music now than you did 15 years ago and you've been given carte blanche to to start again to have a completely clean slate and why wouldn't you go okay well let's make this represent the person that i am now mm-hmm. and and also because i mean the last thing you want to do is invite any type of comparison at mm-hmm. all to the band that you have just been that has just been destroyed in the most fucking awful way mm-hmm. so I was sort of, um, I didn't actually hold out a lot of hope that, I didn't have big expectations for No Devotion. I didn't. I didn't think, oh, this will be good. Um, no, neither did but I. I did think, but I did think, oh, good for them. Mm. Good for them for, for exactly. actually going and doing something. And when I heard the the sort of, what the, the kind of sonic palette of this record was going to be. I mean, obviously, you know, when you're mentioning The Cure and The Smiths and New Order and all those kind of things, um, my ears did prick up and I was like, oh, great, that's good news. But um, that didn't necessarily mean that I was immediately like, oh, yes, I'm sure this will be brilliant. But then again, on the uh, on the radio, and you sort of go a few months down the line. I remember we had Stay came in, which is the first single from this record. And we played it on Team Rock Radio. And straight away, I was like, fucking hell. I love this song. What a brilliant song. So great. So, so great. You know, and it does sound like all that stuff that I love. Obviously, the people on Team Rock Radio hated it. They hated it before they even knew who it was. Once they knew who it was, they were like, oh, no, not lost that shitty Lost Profits band. So it went down really badly, but I refused to stop playing it because I was like, it's it's a fucking great song. Um, so I wanted to play it all the time. Um, yeah, and that was my first sort of, at that point, once I heard that song, I was like, oh, this might be brilliant. Uh... I'm still intrigued to hear your side of it. Did did the album live up okay, to Okay, sorry, that I just then? stopped. Um well, yeah, well here's the thing, like here's the thing. I think the album's great for a variety of reasons. I think for for a start, it is it's a really good record and it really shows a deep love of you know that that kind of 80s goth and post-punk music which I am, you know, a massive massive fan of. And a deep understanding t- of it as well, I would I would add to yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, it feels now like not a week goes by where we don't grab a band who are, you know, referencing New Order or mm-hmm. Susie and the Banshees or Pill or, you know, Duran Duran or, some, or The Cure or something or Depeche Mode or something from the 80s, right? um from that era yeah but in 2015 nobody was doing that you know it was just just shy of the black queen coming out and the black queen i remember being like oh wow like i kind of put this and the black queen in together but people weren't really doing that Mm. they were kind of one of the first bands to really go do you know what that was great Mm. that whole period Mm. and that type of music was great and i think um, 
I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think in the past five years since this record has come out, uh, this stuff has become very, very fashionable once again. Mm. Um, weirdly, uh, I think No Devotion probably would have had a little bit more traction if they'd released the record now as a consequence of it. But they would have had a lot more detractors as well because they would have had a lot of people saying, well, you're just jumping on a bandwagon. But at this point, they which, which they'd already had. Yes. Like the members of that band had very much had a you've been jumping on a bandwagon when the fake sound of progress came yes, out in absolutely. 2000. <clears throat> absolutely. And in 2015, you couldn't accuse them of that because there weren't no bandwagon to jump on. Um, so when I got this record, this record being less catered directly, less aimed. <laughs> I mean, this is almost a, a record aimed directly at Stephen Hill. Um, oh, yeah. It's aimed right between <clears throat> my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This being less so for me. Um, in terms of this kind of 80s uh, dance music that you can't really dance to kind of stuff. I actually nicked that from Jeff Rickley. I'll give him credit for that. But that does actually sum up this music quite well. Dance music that you can't dance to. Sort of New Ordery, Joy Division-y kind of stuff. Um, I had no interest in it whatsoever when this album came out. And the turning point for me that made me interested in it was uh, the Black Queen's Fever Daydream. So when this album came out, I listened to it. I was offered the stream on the independent i believe and there was a lot of kind of i remember there was a lot of back and forth about emails uh about how to handle the situation bloody bloody blah because of all the lost profit stuff yeah, yeah yeah and i turned it down just purely because i was offered an interview with jeff and a couple of members of the band as well and i felt so out of my depth at that point in time with regards to the influences of the record I was just like, I'm, it was one of the times where I kind of held my hands up and went, I'm not your guy. I know you want this platform being the independent, but I am not the guy to do this because I just don't know about this music. And then the Black Queen comes out and it took me a couple of weeks with that favoured Fever Daydream record. But by the time it was actually out in the public conscious, I fucking loved it. So, and I hadn't listened. I was quite intrigued to do this for Writers Reviewed because I hadn't gone back to Permanence uh, since then. And when I first heard it, I it was just an interesting, cool curio. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't particularly like it either. I was very, very, very happy for the ex-members of Lost Profits so that they managed to move on and get some traction from it. I think they ended up playing Islington Academy. I believe in London, which is about mm -hmm. 800 cap, a thousand cap, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, and they managed to do something with it. And I was, I was very happy for them, but it wasn't a record that I particularly understood or liked or knew all that much about. I'm really pleased to go back to it because um, I agree with you. I think this is a fantastic record. It's not it's very good. It's not, uh, I, I don't, it's probably an unfair comparison, to be honest, although we have already sort of made it. It's, I don't think it's ever going to be as important to me as that Fever Daydream record, the Black Queen record, because as I said, for me, that was a bit of a turning point and opened up this world a little bit more for me. Um, but I do think it is very, very good. Um, and whilst it takes 
many of the same influences. I think it does it in quite a different way. This doesn't feel as dystopian mm. or dark. This actually feels more hopeful, um, especially at its best. Um, at its best, it has that same kind of uh, climbing a mountain and shouting out the top of your lungs at the top at the summit thing that a lot of post rock bands do. You know, um, I went back to Enemy. Ended up getting the album stream for this record. Uh, you know, right, okay. when you when you can't get a rent free Deadman, go to Enemy. Uh, that's what everyone <laughs> says. Um, and um, they did an interview with Jeff as well. And I noticed um, my favorite song on the record is Death Rattle, which is the least like any of the other songs on the album, but the song that is most catered to my personal tastes. <laughs> Firstly, it's instrumental, um, and secondly. So Jeff Rickley described it as basically the sound of the Lost Prophets smashing all their old records, uh, which might be where this um, story came from, actually. Who knows? There's disgust, Maybe. revulsion, anger, betrayal and rage in this short instrumental. When I heard this song, I said, I'm not meant to be on this one. I didn't live through that nightmare with you all. Um, and it's only two and a half minutes. I mean, it would be considered a... a, a um, an interlude track on a lot of albums but i just think it sounds fucking amazing that song um because when you listen to it with the contents of i think it's accurate to say that this is the sound of the lost prophets smashing all their old records it takes on a whole new power that yeah is really very very interesting indeed it shows a very interesting mm. uh look into that band but weirdly you know, it's probably the least No Devotion-esque song on the record. Also happened to be one of the first they wrote for the project. Right. Well, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about it being a kind of cathartic outburst, exactly. then that absolutely yeah. makes sense. And um, yeah, I mean, it, the comparisons with um, with the Black Queen, I think, are like you say, are interesting. I mean, I do prefer Fever Dre Dream as a mm. record. I think Fever Dre Dream is a... Uh, it's a co well. I'm just gonna yeah. It's a it's a it's a now it's a cooler record. I think mm. Fever J Dream feels yeah. cooler. It kind of swaggers. It struts. It's slinky. It's um, it's threatening. You can imagine it's sort of in a leather. J if this was an '80s film, if say this if this was the Breakfast Club, uh, no devotion would be. Um, I can't remember the the dude's name. Uh, the the, the smallest one, whereas. Fever Daydream would be Judd Nelson, you know, would be the guy <laughs> yeah. in the sort of the leather jacket and, you know, um, and the, the the fingerless gloves, the sort of leather fingerless gloves and stuff like smoking. Um, I was C. Michael Hall, My, Michael C. Hall is yeah. the, the other kid. I was um, going to take that yeah. analogy and change it ever so slightly and just say if these two albums were 80s film directors, uh, No Devotion would be John Hughes and the black queen would be james cameron yeah 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 that's not a bad one at all yeah um yeah absolutely and i think you know no devotion is a a, a more you know fever daydream is a subtle record as well but it's brooding and foreboding and yeah. no devotion is a you know a kind of uh it's an album of of hurt why why i can't be with you and um 10,000 summers it's it's kind of 
is a lot of longing and an actual kind of heartbreak in it and it deals with heartbreak and i think again there is that on on fever daydream as well but that's a kind of fever daydream feels like a sort of a dangerous angry relationship whereas permanence feels like uh a sad single person if you like. well um it's funny you say that because jeff rickley had split up with his partner at the time when um he was writing this record so there are a lot of songs about heartbreak and um hurt on this album but it's also underpinned with a weird optimistic hope as well and one of the one of the songs i don't have it up in front of me at the moment so i can't remember which one but one of the songs was actually written about jeff rickley's ex uh but had this underpinning hope that one day they would get back together. He said that as he was recording, either recording the song or working on the lyrics, that he always had this feeling that they would get back together one day. And so it had a sort of undercurrent of hope to it as well. And they did end up getting back together. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know mm. if they're still together, <laughs> but you know, they did. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, that had a pretty happy ending. And and this, yeah, this, this record just feels more kind of hopeful to me as a whole. Um, mm. Bar uh, Death Rattle, just to get onto my favourite song. I feel like saying Death Rattle is my favourite song on the album is copping out ever so slightly because it, as I say, it's the least no devotion-y type song. So I, I will say that my favourite song on this record is actually Grand Central, uh, which is also still a bit of me because it's their longest song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's, that's nearly well, six minutes, isn't it? It's six minutes long. Um, but um, I think it could be longer, uh, which I don't usually say about songs. And um, it's, I, 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 it's my favourite because it's the one that gives them the most space to uh, branch out and breathe. Um, I, I think if any, I, I listen to this record, I'm like, this is excellent. I, and this is such a weird thing for me to say. I weirdly think it would be better if there were fewer songs, but they were longer. Because I feel like some of these songs have more ideas in them than are given the space to breathe. Does that make mm. sense? It does make sense. I mean, I think <clears throat> Grand Central is definitely, with it being the kind of the real last track obviously i mean i've got the bonus track one uh version ah. so that i do have the two kind of extra but that is <coughs> the end of the album yeah essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know that's um that feels like a, a sort of oh here we go for what we can do next on album number two mm. But then talking about happy endings and stuff, I mean, I guess we should get on to number to album number two or where is album number two? Because, mm. yeah, you're probably right. I think there was a lot of scope here for No Devotion to turn into a band that really did leave the Lost Prophets moniker behind. I think they had that in their locker. Um, this album actually won album of the year in, mm -hmm. at the Kerrang Awards in 2016. Yeah. And it felt like, you know... With with Thursday split up, I mean, actually Thursday, 2016, Thursday got back together, or they've split up again now. Um, but with Thursday at that time split up and, you know, the members of Lost Profits probably very, very keen to get on and just start this brand new chapter of their life. Um, that kind of initial success pointed to quite a fruitful future. Um, we're coming up to five years since the release of the record 
and you know thursday have reformed and split up in that time um and you've also got jamie oliver uh the keyboard and programming uh, member of the band has left um and also uh lee gaze the guitarist has said that mike lewis has not left the band but he's not actually recording on the record the next the, the upcoming record uh in december 2019 no devotion um stuart richardson the bassist revealed that no devotion had eight songs completed for their second album and planned to release the albums were not yet finalized it all feels a little bit up in the air yeah you know what I mean? it does um as you were saying all that, I just uh, very quickly Googled Jeff Rickley because I was wondering if we could extend that question from um, where is No Devotion to where is Jeff Rickley? In terms of studio output, uh, if if I'm reading this correctly, and please bear in mind I am just looking at this live, so to speak, and it's on Wikipedia, but it looks like Permanence was the last record as t- at time of this recording that Jeff Lick- Rickley was on. Well, yeah, it might be. I mean, Thursday haven't done anything, have they? No. which Up and play live. Which, when you consider the times between... I mean, in the early 2000s, you know, the times between Thursday records, 99, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2003, 2003, 2003 a couple of those are live records, to be fair, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2011. That's just Thursday's albums. Um, yeah. He was also doing United Nations. He did a couple, did a couple of solo mixtapes. There's a project here, which I'm not familiar with, called Strange Light, which released a record in 2013. You know, he... he for an artist who's renowned i remember that yeah for an artist who's renowned uh, for popping up fucking everywhere and being very welcome when he does um as far as i can see he's not recorded anything that has actually been released in the last five years which is a little bit odd isn't it yeah it is a bit yeah depends i mean i i have no idea what's going on here i'm i've, I've literally sort of uh notice this you know as we're recording um and i don't have any uh theories or any ideas as to, you know maybe he was just like i just want to take a bit of time off you know um maybe he wants everyone's got to do that at some yeah. point in their yeah, life, yeah 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 to be honest yeah. so you know um and, and maybe it is as simple as that i that there might not be any anything behind the scenes at all but it's it's just interesting that someone so prolific for the first 15 years of the 21st century uh with several different projects on the go seemingly at once just suddenly kind of disappears after no devotion yeah i mean like i say obviously uh thursday did split up and in march 2019 and they were playing their albums in full and doing a lot so i i never expected a when thursday reformed just to kind of basically run the sort of nostalgia circuit essentially i didn't really expect them to do a a, a new album but yeah and odd that's an odd one that is an odd one it's also the only thing having just looked at it, it's the only thing that lee gays mike lewis or stuart richardson have done since they don't have an official drummer no um they haven't really done anything since 2017 so two do years you, after the album was out this is all conjecture and i may even edit it out but do you think there was any resistance internally in the music industry 
for this project? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, no. I wouldn't see. Uh, Neither do I. To be fair, they got a they've got a Kerrang award. True. Do you know what I mean? They've they've got a Kerrang award for best album. Maybe the resistance comes from themselves. Maybe you know <laughs> they formed this band months after the the sort of dissolution of of Lost Profits. It was all very quick. after Lost Profits. It was very quick. It, it, it happened very, very quickly. And you often get people sometimes who, you know, will, will split up with their wife and, you know, get married to, like, you know, I was just watching The Tiger King. And oh, when, I can't I wait to watch that. that. Yeah, I can't wait oh, to well, see I wait, that. I, well, okay, so when his husband dies, people who've seen it, you'll know exactly what happens kind of two months later. People often do just jump straight into other things to fill that gap, and it's not always the right thing to do. He has sex no with a tiger. For the Tiger King, he doesn't have sex with a tiger. Damn. No, don't be disgusting. Just because you want to, just because you want to have sex with Bonjour. Um, I, I mean, I don't. She scratches. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, it's not always the right thing to do. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they just don't. They just. It could be one of two things. It could be that they they have actually gone. Do you know what? Fuck this. We've had such a shit time. <clears throat> it's been so horrible. And we tried to give it another go to distance ourselves from it. But do you know what? We did a we did this massive band and we don't actually need to do anything else. Don't actually need financially to go out and be in a van and start from scratch. We don't need to do that. We certainly don't need to do it with people going, I bet they did know something. Like even if it is a minority of people, yeah. I'm sure they see the you did, I bet you did know something. I bet you did. I bet you did. I bet you did. I'm sure they see that and just think, well, fuck it. Maybe I should just shut up, keep my mouth shut, and, and fuck the music industry. Like, you well, know, fuck it. Who cares? The ex-members of Lost Profits may be in a position to do that. I have no idea if they are or not, to be honest. But I don't think Jeff Rickley will be. I mean, they had <laughs> that... Not, might not be his choice, though. No, no, true, true. I mean, Thursday did have that brief surgeon on uh, Ireland in the mid-noughties, but it didn't last very long. Um, no, I mean, he he might have made a, a, a little bit of money, Jeff Rickley, through being in Thursday over the years, a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't have thought I don't know, prob probably not enough to survive on forever, no. whereas <laughs> I do think the members of Lost Profits have probably made enough money to not have to worry about money ever again. Probably they probably just got in there in time on time, didn't they? Um, and they're probably living off I mean, of dude, money from the first two records. Well, they have three number one albums after that. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, true. You know, they were um, <clears throat> Liberation Frequencies went to number one in what would it have been two thousand and six? People were yeah. still buying albums in two thousand and six. Maybe not in the huge bulk that they were in. 1999 but people were still buying records in 2006 yeah you know yeah they were a bit cheaper and maybe the margins were a bit tighter but if you were getting to number one yeah 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 you know you we were still a few ways uh, years away from niles barkley being the first number one that had, that was download only so yes you know people were still buying physical music at that point and i think when you put liberation frequencies um, or is it liberation? Liberation transmission. Sorry, liberation frequencies. Yeah. Fucking refuse, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, 
yeah liberation transmission start something and fake sound of progress together and a download headline in performance yeah <laughs> if they were smart they probably got enough money to live on for the rest of their life yeah um, potentially yeah and they don't need to be in a van now it could be that they've just they've realized that and gone fuck it or it could be that they've gone do you know what we did that very very quickly and we sort of felt like we had to do something and now we don't feel like we have to do anything we'll come back to that yeah and we might get we might get a, an album this year you never know we might maybe. do yeah or maybe it just never came together for 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 reasons mm. that we know mm. nothing about but yeah maybe i would i would like her um like having gone back to it and especially with you saying i mean this didn't really occur to me when i said grand central was my favorite from the record but yeah if that is a indication of where they were going to go with the second record i would welcome uh, a new no devotion album with Wel- welcome arms yeah me too you know? i'd really like to hear where they were going to go next <clears throat> and the climate is like i Perfect. mean they got kerrang out got kerrang album of the year with no real contemporary um uh sort of comparative thing other than the black queen which came out a few months later yeah um and it and wasn't a massive smash no. record or anything you know but it, it does feel like people are borrowing very very heavily from from that now so i don't know man i would like to i think it'd be a good time for them to come back yeah agreed man i think i think that would be excellent like they totally they totally should they absolutely should mm. Yeah, I'd love to get another album of theirs. I thought this is a really, really good album and I've not listened to it for a long time. I'd kind of forgotten that it even existed because it, it's been such a long time since anyone's even thought about it, really, like, I guess. But um, I imagine about the band. I imagine a lot of people have forgotten that this record exists, but it but it is a bit of a, uh, a hidden treasure. It's a it's a really good yeah. record. I mean, it's very good. practically impossible to compare it to the Lost Profits stuff and probably even as difficult to compare it to the thursday stuff but if it was in either of yeah. those bands discographies it would be pretty high especially lost profits less so thursday yeah. but but definitely not so yeah yeah it's um it would it would be in the top three if it was a lost profits album it'd be yeah. in the top three lost profits albums for sure uh, 100%. Um, i'm just yeah just looking at um the the hiatus um it said uh that by the end of although changes to the active lineup of the band may have occurred during the length of time between the two the records um members of the band's confirmed to be working on the new album include jeff rickley lee gaze and stuart richardson which could possibly mean that jamie oliver and mike lewis have left the band olivia's um olivia oliver's departure has been confirmed and as i said mike lewis apparently is still part of the band but he won't be playing on the record and they don't have a drummer. So, I mean, yeah, that's not, that's not, it's not, it's not the worst position to be in. It's not the worst position. No, I guess not. I don't think it's not like they, it's not like none of the drumming on this record, for example, is anything that can be done by any half capable drummer. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think that is, end of the world sort of stuff at all i've seen bands come back from far worse things than that in you know Mm. six months you know um yeah but um yeah who knows Uh, we anyway we'd like to hear it 
if if it were yeah. ever going to happen we'd like to hear it I definitely. would I would like to hear it I I do I, do, I think this album is um <clears throat> is a very very good very good record uh made under exceptionally trying circumstances mm. as well yep Agreed. So there you go. That's our thoughts on permanence by No Devotion. If you have any more suggestions, um, you are free to suggest them over at our Patreon page. And like I said, if you're currently giving us a quid a month and you think you can spare an extra four quid and you enjoyed that chat, just think how much better the chats will be on our favorite albums ever, ever, ever podcast. So if you want to upgrade to the five pound tier, which you can see on our Patreon page, then we'd be very, very uh, grateful for you doing that but thank spoiler. you very much for listening spoiler and alert thanks. they they are even better the classic albums even better yeah. than this well way better i think uh, and thank you to michael michael perry for suggesting um this record which you know that's a bit of a hot potato renfrey but i think it was worth it uh, in think, the end yeah i think it was all right i think enough time has passed to make it far easier to talk about than it would have been even two three even when we started this podcast probably it's probably yeah. easier to yeah, talk yeah, about probably. Yeah, for sure. Okay, anyway, well, we will be back with another one soon. I think, as I said, um, I didn't say at the start of this, I said at the start of the other podcast we recorded earlier, uh, that we are going to be doing Them Crooked Vultures and we're going to be doing Fear of a Blank Planet by Porcupine Tree will be the next two that we'll be getting on here. And on the classic albums, Radiohead, Oh, Fun House by the Stooges, Sepultura, another Queen's of Stone, Roots. Sepultura, Queen's of Stone Age rated R. Yeah. Loads, loads of good stuff coming up. So thank you very much. Keep your pledges coming in. We appreciate that and we'll see you soon. <laughs>